And I'm Jeff. So Jeff. So Simon. We all know that stop motion animation is the uh, uh, scariest thing. Top in the world. tier animation, <laughs> right? So I was I was at work and I was watching the uh, the music video for Peter Gabriel's Sludgehammer, which is done entirely in stop motion animation. Okay. And it's the most terrifying thing in the world. <laughs> There's a part to it where he's claymation and he, his hands turn into sledgehammers and he hits himself in the face. And where he hits, like, when he hits himself in the face, little baby hands and legs spring out of his face. <laughs> it... That's a normal thing. <laughs> I, I, I... I don't, yeah, I don't know if the weirdness is from the stop motion. Uh, that might be, be because it's terrifying. <laughs> but I figured we would talk about probably the, the, the best claymation, stop motion animation, uh, thing out there, which is Wallace and Gromit. Sure. Yeah. And you've never seen Wallace and Gromit. That's true, I've not. Which I think is absolutely insane. It's Well, like... I don't engage in... Uh, humanity. I think largely is the problem. <laughs> it's not even yeah. It's not even like modern culture. It's just like any culture <laughs> whatsoever. Right. We found Jeff, and he was just in a room with nothing else, sitting quietly, staring <laughs> ahead. <laughs> he had never heard of anything. I asked him. I gave him a mic. Said we were going to record a podcast, and he said, "What's a podcast? What's a mic? What am I doing?" <laughs> they still haven't let me out of this room. <laughs> this is uh, bi-weekly. This is all the human interaction Jeff gets. <laughs> uh, um, so, so if things start to make a lot more sense with that in mind, uh, yeah, true facts. Uh, true facts. So, a brief overview, Wallace and Gromit is a, um, it's an English, uh, claymation series that's, that's really kind of like short vignettes. They're not much longer than like 30 minutes. There is a full length film, Mm -hmm. but it's not as good as the shorts. It's, uh, it's English and it's about an English inventor who is like a a genius, unrecognized genius in his time. Because his actual job is just as a window washer, but he keeps on coming okay. up with like the craziest ways to do things. Like he's like he's like, uh, it's all Rube Goldberg machines. That's the only thing he can ever invent. Is is Rube Goldberg? <laughs> Those machines. sound like a real bad way of getting things done. Uh yeah, but like sometimes it's more efficient. Like <laughs> like the first thing, the first uh, invention you're introduced to. This is great because I actually know more about Wallace and Gromit than I know about pretty much any other subject that we've talked about. <laughs> uh, the first invention they do is a window washing machine where they just essentially coat the entire building in soap and then just mm-hmm. clean the windows. <laughs> <laughs> it's things like that. All right. Uh, so it's it's his job is, uh, or his partner is his dog, who is... Mm-hmm. Um, it's unclear his level of intelligence. It's it seems like he is a, he's actually incredibly intelligent, 
But, like, all mm-hmm. comedies need that, like, grounding character. And they decide to choose their grounding character to be a dog that cannot speak. Right. <laughs> and can just only... That's a, a logical decision oh, to make. It, yeah, it is. Um, it actually is very incredible because they do all of his communication with just his eyebrows and his ears. <laughs> and it's so good. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this is me trying to sell Wallace and Gromit on Jeff while we're doing a podcast. Oh, I mean, it's definitely <laughs> in the queue of things to watch. I, I, just, I just, like like I had mentioned before, I will just rewatch Mushishi I instead. Think it, I think it needs to be higher on the queue. Like, between... It, well, I still haven't gotten past Mushishi. <laughs> it just keeps ticking back up at the top. I think it, it should be between, like, your 19 and 20th watchings of mushishi i and and i i think that that is a um, conservative estimate at the number of times you've watched <laughs> uh yeah so and there's a there's a lot of like uh uh stuff about sheep and they are he's he's obsessed with cheese that's that's what okay. his like his like character flaw is is that not His character is... flaws is he's obsessed with cheese, not that he can only make Rube Goldberg machines. Uh, I would say he has two character flaws. He's obsessed with cheese, and he's also <laughs> a complete idiot who can only right. make Rube Goldberg machines. He's mm-hmm. got like he's got like an eighteen in in, but like a six in wisdom. That's what he has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the struggle we all have. Uh, I'm sure a, it's a struggle. So the the big thing. The first thing that just kind of jumps out of people mm-hmm. is the and the first I believe it was the first short that ever came out. I don't actually know because I I watched them like a collection. Uh, okay. I, just, I really want to watch rewatch them now, but he runs out of cheese, right? Oh no! Yeah, like and he loves his crackers and cheese, and he finds out with one of his crazy Rube Goldberg machines that wakes him up every morning. Uh, <laughs> So, he decides, where can I get more cheese, right? Mm-hmm, right. And, and what are the places that you might know that cheese exists? Um, one of my friend's houses, they are very into cheese. Yeah, that's an option. Uh, there's the grocery store. Also a good option. They're also very into cheese. Yeah. Um... I guess you could just, like, ask a cow to work real hard at it. Yeah, I mean, they produce milk twice a day, generally. Mm-hmm. Well, none of those places are where he goes. <laughs> and I think you're forgetting one, one uh, we'll say, very, very large place where you could find cheese. Is that the moon? It is the moon. <laughs> hey. <laughs> he decides to build a rocket. And, right and go to the moon. Mm-hmm. Now it's a reasonable decision. Uh, it's a completely reasonable decision. Also, I love the internet. There is a <laughs> Wallace and Gromit fan wiki. 
there was a McDonald's Land fan <laughs> wiki. I'm sure there's a Wallace and Gromit one. But like my research for the show now consists of me typing in the name of what we're doing and then wiki and I can pull it up. <laughs> so let's let's kind of first talk about how could the moon be made of cheese? Because kind of the distinct thing about cheese is that it's it's fermented or uh, it's not really even fermented, but it's um, digested. It's not like a raw product. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a digested dairy product. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you? Uh, I mean, I mean, we gotta say so. So let's assume that the moon does all the normal things that moons do. So like you know, controls the tides. <laughs> Sit around. Yeah, it sits around. It kind of exists. Yeah, it does. So here's the weird thing. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that, that the space that they are in has no atmosphere, but they don't need spacesuits when they walk out of their spaceship. On on the moon. On the moon. The cheese moon. On the cheese moon. In fact, they just sit right down and they start having a picnic. <laughs> just of cheese from where they're sitting. Of cheese. And it is said that it's, <clears throat> it's an unidentifiable cheese by wallace who is and i remind you a cheese fanatic right we're talking the biggest cheese lover out there oh i thought you're gonna start listing kinds of cheeses that he would recognize uh he mentions them but off the top of my head i cannot remember what he's wensleydale that's his favorite kind of cheese and it's not wensleydale i just it's just so what is so first of all how do you get a food made of cheese how do you get a moon made of cheese? Yes. You need some precursor humans who have reached space travel before us. Okay, liking it, like Made, it. uh, left it there as a gift for when, uh, we, we were able to travel to the moon. I like it. Just uh, a giant block of cheese. Can I just, can I just yes and this a little bit? I can't physically stop you. Please continue. <laughs> I mean, you could. You could just drown me out with noise, but I guess I am recording my <laughs> own track, so I guess I could just mute you. Anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, you know, like, not the Forerunners. That's Halo. What's the alien race from uh, that, that, wow, why am I not remembering the name of that very big... EA video game series. Which EA with Captain Shepard? Mass Effect. There we go. What are the, the you know how the aliens from Mass Effect? Oh, leave behind. Like, are they not forerunners? No forerunners. Precursors. No, they're not. They got this. There's some name. Forerunners are definitely Halo though. Hmm. Although I guess forerunners also work for this. Wow, Halo really kind of just stole from Mass Effect a lot of their stuff. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, it's precursor. Is it a precursor? Yeah, according to the internet. Up. Oh, okay. Cool. So I we, I trust them. You know how the precursors left behind all of their technology after they essentially killed themselves with their technology. Mm-hmm. What if this is a, a civilization that figured out? like the true meaning of cheese like like cheese was the pinnacle of their technology this perfect kind of cheese and and they left it behind only because they have died out and like it's like this is dangerous technology this cheese right well maybe it's not that they've died out but they've moved on to like 
uh, intergalactic travel, and they left just oh. the cheese moon there as like a cache to go back to. Oh yeah, or or maybe they have like um, like the the laws that are in the United States right now, where it's like if it's older than like eighty years old, you can't move it. So like you just have like <laughs> garbage in the desert that is illegal to move uh-huh. because it's considered like oh it's historic and they're like not really it's the, <laughs> it's a wagon it's not historic it's just all of the et carts yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah i i like that but so so here's the question mm-hmm. oh oh do you think that, and there's the answer and there's the answer <laughs> do you think that this is then that they're preserving the cheese i mean imagine a better preservation for cheese, you got to keep it real cold. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. Like yeah. they left it there as just like a a supply cache. It's it's low low moisture, and it's like mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and so, but but where do you think the atmosphere comes from? Mm. That's that's the question. Maybe the cheese is still cooking. Do you think it's still biologically active? You think it? Yeah, like there's there's the rind around the outside of it that like atmosphere is expelled out from it from it's the... like it's like slowly drying yeah mm-hmm. yeah but you have like the in- inner gooey core right where all the good good cheese is at yeah so so what what we have described here as i'm imagining it is like this is like a an earth made of cheese where you have like a crust of dried cheese and then you have mm-hmm. like a mantle of fresh cheese and then you have like a core of just like fermenting dairy product. Yeah, no, that tracks. So here's the question, why is it producing oxygen and not CO2? Or do you think that there's like a that there's like photo synthetic organisms on the surface of the cheese that are just kind of kicking it there with oh yeah i guess that would work yeah like the in the inside cheese is putting off co2 and then the outside cheese (laughs) is uh converting (laughs) that to uh oxygen with uh photosynthesis (laughs) yeah yeah just it, it, like I have a degree in engineering. I, I, this is like the most engineering. This podcast is the most engineering I get to do, and it's a little ridiculous. I, I like that. I think that that's a great idea. So there is one thing, and this and this is kind of what I was thinking with like the precursors of the forerunners. There's a creature that lives mm-hmm. on the moon. Uh, uh, okay, and it is called. I mean, creatures. Uh, loose term. It's more like a robot, and it's called mm-hmm. the cooker. It's pretty much like a nickel-powered. You know what? I will look up a better description of it because I have it right here. Sure. For a grand day out, is a is a gas cooker on wheels, with a coin slot, and he is like powered by coins. Like you have to put. Okay, in the coin. that. Is what I was going to ask you to clarify. Is it nickel like the metal or nickel like coins? Yeah, no, I meant, I meant nickel like coins. It is a coin op robot living on the cheese moon. Living on the cheese moon. That is a an actual. He's an. It's an oven. Is what he is. He's he's just an oven. On okay. Wheels. 
And and he really likes to clean up the moon and and keep the moon really keeps the moon safe because because mm-hmm. whenever they like cut off a piece of the moon he tries to glue it back in place okay he's also obsessed with skiing <laughs> what's what now do we think it's sapient or is it just like following its programming i i don't know um it seems like it it seems like it only loves skiing once it sees a magazine about skiing. <laughs> okay. And then it tries So it to, has some sort of like self-learning. We think so. Yeah. I mm-hmm. I would say or or self-learning or at least yeah, I would say self-learning. I I I would say learning might be a little bit too I think we need to go broader than that. Like it has the ability to take in information and do something with it. But maybe not mm-hmm. create like completely original okay. ideas with it. Because I think sort of can like just like a mimicry, like oh, here's yeah. a skiing magazine. This is people doing this. Yeah, and so, now it is doing this. So that's that's what I would say. I mean, it could be learning, but I would say that we need to do like a broader scope, not to limit ourselves. Right. Do we think that this is technology that has been left behind by the? We have to come up with a name for these aliens because I feel like. We're running into legal issues by mentioning forerunners and precursors as many times as we have. <laughs> well, precursors is uh, generic pre- enough. The okay. Cheese cursors? Do you want to go with cheese cursors? I, I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> cheese um, cursors. <laughs> God, that's so bad. Um, no, it's so, so good. It's the cheese-based, cheese-based economy. <laughs> cheese-based intergalactic travel. Right. <laughs> So, like, it was definitely left there as a custodian, right? I, I think so. I think it was either left yeah. there as a custodian or it was a custodian and was left there. Mm. Okay. However, why would you have a custodian that's also an oven? That's, I... You gotta melt the rind back together. Oh! Oh! So you think that the fact that he's an oven is really so that he can just, like, melt cheese so that he can reform... Yeah. So the that the problem with that is is that he actually in the in the show and I I mm-hmm. like it. If this hadn't happened in the show, I would totally agree with you. But mm-hmm. I mean, we gotta stick to canon here. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, Wallace Wallace directly cuts off a piece of uh like a like a stalactite of cheese, tries it, and then mm-hmm. puts it on the ground. And the, is it stalactite or stalagmite? Whatever that comes from the ground. Mite. Okay, it's a stalagmite. And the little cooker takes the like the the part that Wallace cut off and he glues mm-hmm. it back on. He doesn't melt the cheese it back on. <laughs> and hmm. I feel like yeah, that's this you. Yeah, no, that's a that's a pickle right it, there. It is a pickle. It's mm-hmm. it's it's yeah, it's a it's a toughie. Maybe he's like a really poorly made custodial, re- uh, like he is like <laughs> he is like a, a competing software where like his software is like you have to protect the moon, but mm-hmm. you also have to repair the moon. And he's like, well, how do I repair? And he can't the- protect it by melting it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. maybe maybe it's um not even like an actual oven. It is just. Like, it produces glue. 
<laughs> it just produces glue. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, do we think that he has, like... Like, a... it's a manufacturing custodian. Okay, so you think he is, like, a... Rather than their oven custodians. He is an endless supply of glue, or is he, like, taking organics in and turning it into glue? I think he's... Yeah, he's gotta produce it. Like, he's gotta be taking something in to make it into glue. Okay, okay. And it maybe it's, like, um... Like a bioreactive glue that's, like, mm-hmm. edible and, and stuff like that. So you're not creating, like... If you eat... <laughs> PSA. Pedantic can't wave your PSA. Don't eat glue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Try not to. I know it's real tough, but... <laughs> it looks and smells so good. <laughs> <laughs> Especially those purple glue sticks. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember being a kid just smearing that all over my tongue. I actually <laughs> did that. <laughs> I mean, what else would you do with it? Yeah, and it doesn't really taste bad. It had a very interesting flavor, <laughs> is what I remember. <laughs> well, now I'm tempted to send you some glue sticks and have you test the, the taste again. I, no, it, it was... I had like that. No, please don't. I would feel <laughs> obligated to. I would. I would feel. It would. It would feel social pressure to eat glue sticks, and that's not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I like it. Like, yeah. I'm thinking like the Elmer's glue that they give to children. That's like edible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's kind of what they use. Uh, or that's non-toxic. I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess I should make. Again, non-toxic <laughs> PSA for Non-toxic does not mean edible. Right. There's plenty of things that are not... Rocks are non-toxic. They will hurt you if you eat them, though. You know, I don't know uh, if you... Also, please do not eat rocks. <laughs> so, yeah, PSA, don't eat Again, rocks. equally difficult to not eat rocks as to not eat glue, but please don't. I think we're really just coming apart with Simon might have... Might have pica. <laughs> <laughs> Today we learned. Okay, I like this. I like this kind of idea. So, so that if he is just like custodian, why why does he like? Why does he need mimicry? Why does he really like the idea of skiing? Um, maybe it's less he was designed for that as much as he was kind of left on his own and like his code has started to corrupt. Hmm. So he's like gone through a, through up a, a few updates. And he's like, now he's like, I need something else. Like, I need... Okay. Well, it's not even necessarily like he's gone through updates and needs something else. It's just like, he goes over a bit of code, do XYZ, okay. And then it saves it, but it was corrupted. It's like, do X, Y, and also ski. (laughs) Man, man, you are on fire this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like it, I like it, because if I do remember, he gets, like, electrified or something, and that's one of the things that, or he, like, falls over, it's something happens, mm-hmm. and it, like, resets him, and he now loves skiing. Oh, yeah, that's definitely gotta be what it was, then. That's gotta be what it was. Uh, man, I really, I just, I really want to watch Wallace Harriman right now. I want it so much. <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the things I have to do today, and I'm like, where can I fit in Wallace and Gromit? <laughs> You could just ignore all of your responsibilities. It's I'm considering it. Oh, this Who's is going to stop you. You're locked inside. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not locked inside, but no, that's just me in yeah. my in my quiet room. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's 
you are you were self isolating before anyone else. Well, that's because I didn't know anyone uh, had existed yet. Exactly, you just thought you were the forbidden experiment, which is kind of why you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh, a grand day out is 1989. That's that's old. So here we go. We're gonna talk about my favorite character. I believe everyone's favorite character. Mm-hmm. It's a character called Feathers McCraw. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he is a a uh, criminally insane penguin. Who is, uh, okay, uh, I think I'm vaguely aware of this fellow yeah, through the zeitgeist. Yep, yeah, he's he's definitely got a meme, uh, and he he comes up with the ingenious, let's say, disguise. Uh huh. And it is where he takes a uh, a rubber glove and he puts it on his head. Mm-hmm. And he becomes a chicken. <laughs> right, makes yes. sense. The question. What's is, the question? So so, so the question is. <laughs> Why is there a criminally insane but highly intelligent penguin in this world? Like, like, obviously most penguins are not follow the law. But they follow. They, yeah, everyone knows <laughs> penguins neutral lawful. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not a lot of fun to play D and D with because they're always just like, guys, let's just follow the law. We gotta just follow the law. This penguin, mm-hmm. chaotic neutral. Sorry, chaotic evil. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have a very intelligent, very evil penguin. Very evil penguin. Do breakfast cereals exist in this world? Uh, are you saying, I mean, I see no reason for this not to be a crossover. I, 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 don't, I don't see a reason why most of our worlds are not existing in the same <laughs> multiverse. Right. <laughs> so are you saying that so, maybe he's an escape? Failed attempt at a... Serial mascot, yeah. Okay, okay, and it just happened to be a, a penguin. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, what he does is uh, he he rewires one of Wallace's uh, Rube Goldberg machines. Okay. Uh, which are... Um, uh, it's ones that put his pants on every morning. Uh, and of course. Uh, of course. Of course it's those ones. <laughs> And he uh, he rewires it to to be a uh, a robotic pair of pants that he can control. Okay, Make, makes the, sense. I makes guess. Sense. The issue being, mm-hmm. it has. I, I see. I, I I am completely fine with it. I believe that is completely scientifically accurate. You could definitely create robotic pants. Right. Yeah. And they are called the techno trousers. The issue being, they can they can hold Wallace upside down. Like, how do you mean like, they can hold him upside like, down? Like he, can like s- he is on the ceiling. Yes. So the question is, okay. how are these techno trousers holding him up to the ceiling? Uh, well, I mean, he would have to be strapped into it, I guess. He would. So he doesn't fall out of them. Issue being. They also have to occupy the same area that normal pants do. So normal pants are not strapped into you. Uh, I don't think. I don't know about that. I don't think. Well, the maybe pants... they're just normal pants, though. I can be upside down and not fall outside of my pants. I feel like I, I don't know if I would or wouldn't. I feel like you just got to get a better belt. Yeah. So you're just saying that. That's the trick. It it tightens his belt. It's just so tight. It's just so tight. I honestly think that that doesn't work because Wallace 
wears either a jumpsuit or I do believe he wears suspenders. Mm. Yeah, see, that's Well, the issue. this one is... He doesn't wear a belt. ...what the uh, Feathers McGraw made, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, so he made... But it uses the same machine. It to use a belt, which is okay. far more nefarious than, than suspenders are. Okay, you're right, because really, belts are the evil of suspenders. Well, yeah, they squeeze you all day. That's true. I mean, they're pretty much just tourniquets for your for your midsection. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows this. Okay, so that's how he stays in. What do you think is on the bottoms of his... Do you think it's magnets? Because it does stick to brick, so it's not magnets. I already thought that. <laughs> right, so not magnets. Maybe it is uh, like gecko feet underneath there. Like, you think that it's got, like... Like, very tiny grooves so that you get, like, yeah. incredible amounts of surface area. Mm-hmm. Okay. The problem being is that it's pretty clearly smooth. <laughs> I mean, I've How close do you get? I, like, I, I mean, right. if you're looking at gecko feet from real far away... You're right. They look they look smooth. Yeah. That's a good point. Huh. I, or And maybe, like, the little holes that are inside of them? It's just suction. Well, I was going to say suction. Just makes a vacuum. I was thinking that, but I also feel like that would destroy, like, enough suction to, like, hold something up would destroy a lot of stuff. I like gecko feet, mm. and I like the idea that it, like, extends gecko out, like, the little fibers out mm-hmm. to hold on, and then it can retract them. So it's like a... It's okay, like suction, yeah, yeah. but with gecko feet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes complete sense. Doesn't it? It does make complete sense. So that's actually pretty much... I, I just really wanted to mention Feathers McCraw, because he is, again... <laughs> Everyone's favorite, and, apparently, like, I've on, heard today. Honestly, just the character design in this, and I never really realized it, but they do so much when, like, literally only one character can speak. <laughs> <laughs> right. Only walls can speak. Everyone else is silent. And everything else is just done with, like, body language. It's pretty mm-hmm. incredible. It's like Wally, but English and based on cheese. Right. So, you know. Otherwise, basically the same thing. Basically. I mean, near identical. Mm-hmm. So now, we're going to do the full motion. Mm-hmm. We're going to do one last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but we will do the were-rabbit. Okay. So this is from the full-length movie. Mm-hmm. Wallace, after inventing the Bunvac 6000, which is exactly what it a sounds like. A vacuum for bunnies, for 6,000 bunnies. Exactly. That's pretty much the exact idea. Mm-hmm. He then uses the Mindomatic, which distinctly uses the moon's lunar energy to and remember the moon is made of cheese <laughs> right <laughs> to enhance the mind waves uh of bunnies so either he makes them very docile so that they won't eat the vegetables in people's gardens and they'll just exist which yeah well i mean will they if they're not eating i think eating i think, I think he is I think they still eat wild plants. It's just domesticated plants okay. in people's gardens. They don't eat, yeah. Um, 
So, well, I think that might be something worth exploring. The distinction between the wild-grown and, like, domestically-grown plants. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly, yeah. I agree. Uh, but but the Vindomatic also uh, turns one of the bunnies into a Wallace-like bunny named Hutch. And then okay. turns him, spoilers, into the were bunny, were rabbit. Turns Wallace into the were rabbit. Yes, so it's just a spoiler okay. for the end of the film. But it's fine. You don't need to watch the Curse of the Were Rabbit. It's not very good. You should watch the three shorts. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you want to talk about the difference? How you can convince a bunny? You might hear a fire truck in the background. I, I did hear the fire truck in the background. <laughs> That's probably fine. Um. Yeah, so so the distinction between domestically grown vegetables and wild vegetables. And how altering a bunny's brainwaves would um, uh, affect the preference. I, I have an idea. Okay. I have an idea. Okay, that's just a, that's a reference to something that like two people will get, <laughs> and it's fine. <laughs> well, I hope uh, either of them listen to this podcast. Yep. Uh, nope, they don't. I know that for a fact. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, like human beings have like a, a an innate fear or an innate attraction to things that that exhibit certain patterns. Mm-hmm. So, I'm wondering if you would think that like vegetables grown in a garden are grown in rows; they're grown very neatly. Maybe rabbits find that scary or disgusting now after the mind okay yeah i can see that so it's like the um mm, i don't remember the term it's but like how people are skeeved out by like the little dots yeah 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 that's exactly what i was thinking and i also couldn't remember the name of it Because, like, I, I am, like, uh, that's actually terrifying. Like, and I'm real hesitant to Google it to, like, find the name, because I know there will be images in the oh, search. Oh, there's, it's horrible. Uh, wait, oh, God, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Trypophobia. Trypophobia, yeah. Yeah, I, I really hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> real bad. It's real bad. <sighs> okay. We did that for you, listener, so you didn't have to look it up. <laughs> Please don't look it up. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's so horrible. Because, like, it also is, like, it's, like, really lizard brain where you're, like, I, I know this isn't scary, but... Something is wrong about it. Something is wrong about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, yeah, it's, like, trypophobia. They give trypophobia to the bunnies. To bunnies. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think yeah, that, that makes tracks. a lot of sense. But then how does he make a... So, maybe he just messes up, and instead of giving, he just gives a, a bunny... Maybe he has trypophobia. Maybe he doesn't like because <laughs> there's something there's something about connecting Wallace's brain to the bunny's brain that causes this to happen. Okay. So do you think? I think that maybe that's exactly what he's doing. He's like giving bunnies trypophobia. Yeah, or, that tracks trypophobia. Or maybe because he's English, he's giving him like normal English repression and manners, so that he like. <laughs> Like, maybe these bunnies will also start queuing and, like... Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was gonna gonna ask. Either either way, I mean, it's just, like, it's just that they're, he's putting a little bit of his brain into it. And then at one point in time, he puts too much of his brain to a bunny. 
and the bunny mm-hmm. becomes just like him. And the bunny looks back. Yeah, and the bunny looks back. So maybe that's what it is. It's like a transference. Maybe there's like a, a, a back. What is it? Backfiring? Back feedback? Feedback? Feedback. Yeah. We got there eventually. And that's what causes him. So then why does he turn into a were-rabbit? Because the were-rabbit is a giant rabbit. Okay. Yeah, that would be difficult to explain and- with like just brainwaves. Like for it to be altering the genetics and like the... Okay, so you think it's like it's more than just brainwaves that are being changed. Do you think it's actually? Yeah, like I mean, if he took on, you know, bunny-like qualities and just like, you know, kind of sat quietly eating vegetables out of other people's gardens, then it would make sense. It's just a brain thing. But if he is actually turning into a people-sized bunny, yeah, you think it's just a genetics thing? That's well, I mean, it would have to be something beyond beyond just the um. Right. Or, here's some... I know, Jeff. I know. What if it's like a, a, a devolution thing, though? What if it... What if it's like it's like DNA he already has inside of him? Mm-hmm. But that the mind-o-matic has reverted his DNA back to a previous form. So it's not so much that it's actually a were-rabbit... But it's the ancestor where rabbits and humans broke off from. I appreciate you prefacing this with, I know, I know, I'm going to say some <laughs> whack stuff. <laughs> and and the, the reason I want to do that over like just a straight genetic shift is because I, I cannot, in my brain, come to the conclusion. Figure out a way to justify it. Well, you figure out a way to, like, how, how, how did the, the rabbit then not become more human-like? That's what I'm wondering. Mm. Why, why is it just Wallace that experienced this genetic shift? So I'm wondering that maybe what it is is that it devolved Wallace while evolving okay. the other rabbit named Hutch. But that also and it just kind of, like, brought them to, like, a middle point? Yeah, that's what or I'm something? thinking. Yeah, in, in okay. evolution, as close as they could get. Mm-hmm. Another idea is this is a world. Maybe this is this is why it's possible to do the things that you can with genetics in this world. Everything is actually made of clay. <laughs> okay. I think that's. I don't like that idea. All I right. Like, I like looking at this like it actually is a real thing and not just the entire world made of clay. It would be very easy. Uh, well, it did hurt my brain less uh, after thinking that everything was just made of clay. But but um. Yeah. It's also difficult to yes and the maybe they just reverse evolved. It is. <laughs> it is. I just, I just, I, I, yeah, I just. I, yeah, it feels like a cop out to just accept that everything is actually clay, though. It, it does. The thing is, is that um, it just, it's, yeah. <sighs> How do you get a giant rabbit? How, what is a, what is, what is a giant <laughs> rabbit? Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. This this one's a tough nut to crack. Well, let's see. Let's see if this has. Nope, it doesn't. It, not reading more about this doesn't help anything at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it just he do, it doesn't go through like his transformation or anything. It just says it's a hideous transformation uh, every mm. night. So here's another thing. What is it about? So this might help us. What is it about the the moon made of cheese? Right. Whoa. 
connection here. Okay. Okay. I, I gotta. I gotta just think for a second. You gotta let it percolate yeah, a little bit. I'm thinking you're just kind of hoping that by the time you finish saying "whoa connection," you would have figured out the connection. Well, no, I have. I have, have I bought you enough time to, <laughs> no, to no, share the connection you you tough. figured out just now? Yeah, it's too tough. I need your help. <laughs> so the cooker. Remember, the cooker has that has, right. The cooker has, has that glue manufacturing inside of him. <laughs> <laughs> right. So maybe, maybe what? Or maybe it was the exposure to the moon cheese. That's yeah. That had, that's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's not, that's the connection I'm trying to make. Is that is that that glue or that or that <laughs> adhesive that mm-hmm. the cooker makes? That maybe that is what caused the the issues with the mindomatic. Mm-hmm. I like and, that. And maybe oh wait wait wait. So maybe you're right. Maybe it does transfer uh, genetic material, and that's how it gets kind of the the direction it, it goes in. The reason Wallace mm-hmm. turns into a rabbit and Hutch doesn't turn into a human is because Wallace has done this to so many rabbits. The what what's different about the Hutch scenario and Hutch is the mm-hmm. rabbit that gets human intelligence is that the the adhesive that the cooker is using focuses. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that the lunar energy is just reflected sun energy, solar energy, like a normal moon. Is that it? Mm-hmm. It, it uh, focuses it like a like a lens, and it overpowers mm-hmm. the the mindomatic. So Wallace okay. is using the moon as like a limiter for his own mindomatic, so that if he did it with solar mm-hmm. energy, it would cause a complete shift of genetic material. Okay. Mm-hmm. Boy. You know, once you start talking, <laughs> you'll eventually work your way to something that might make sense, or people have stopped listening, and uh, you just assume they agree. Exactly. That's how I go through life. It's honestly, yeah. I mean, it's how I've gotten through my first year of graduate school. It's just kind of talking until something makes sense. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I'm glad you're learning a lot there. I, I really am. Does that make sense? Uh, well, it makes more sense than other alternatives we've suggested. Yeah, and, and I think, I agree with you that I think the exchange of genetic material is, like, the best option. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just me being hung up on the idea that, why why are the outcomes so different? Mm-hmm. But I, I think... Well, I mean, is... yeah, it could have just been, uh, like, a low chance, like, flaw that happened or something yeah well well, that's what i'm saying like i think like i think he's a he's clearly he's a bad he's a bad inventor he is not a good inventor <laughs> he did not thoroughly test this machine yeah uh to learn that there is a five percent chance that you turn into a wear bunny well 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 i think i think he was coming up with like he's he's like if i were an inventor like he comes up like i mean i as a simon kozik the personality person right if if like he comes up with like the the quickest solution to a, a problem. He goes like, "Okay, mm-hmm. uh, what's a, I I I can't like change the brain waves of a rabbit, but I could put a little bit of human in them, uh, <laughs> right? And, and and that can be like a seed for uh, this type of thinking. But to mm-hmm. put a little mm-hmm. bit of human in them, he has to put a little bit of rabbit in himself. 
Right. And so he instead of putting a real limiter, oh, so they just hit like a critical like capacity of rabbit inside him. Yeah, essentially. And okay. What, and what causes the transformation is instead of putting like an actual electronic limiter, like a voltage meter or a uh, what are they called? Whatever. A bonometer. Is that a a bunny meter? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but. <laughs> <laughs> Like, instead of putting an actual electronic limiter on his machine, instead he just says, mm-hmm. well, I'll just only use a low energy source, which is the reflection. Okay. Instead of using solar energy, I'm going to use lunar energy. Okay. He and didn't... he's just able to harness that directly from... Yeah, he uses solar source. Okay. He uses photovoltaics, dude. Come on. Well, then I don't know what the difference would be. Well, because you would get lower energy because you already have going through the reflection so that's what he's doing instead of getting direct solar energy oh okay so he's energy. not like storing the energy he's just like using it as is it using in. it as it comes in okay yes and so that's the way that he's reducing the the amount of material that gets passed between him and the bunny but mm-hmm. but when like the moon is just shifts in a certain way or it's it it moves in a, in a it moves enough in just the its path that it mm-hmm. hits a part of the moon that has been repaired by the cooker using mm-hmm. his glue. And that changes the amount of energy that's being reflected by the moon, increases the amount of material being passed back and forth between walls and the bunny, and that causes the were-rabbit transformation. But the reason Wallace turns into a, a larger rabbit than Hutch, who mm-hmm. just turns into like a smart rabbit, it's because Wallace already has little bits of rabbit inside of him. So that is like a critical mass mm-hmm. scenario. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. I think I found a good conclusion. And I think it connects... You did. I think you found the best conclusion that exists. A lot of things in the world. I Thank you for finding for telling me that I found the best conclusion. I, I think I'm just so smart. <laughs> I am just such a smart person. And that's right for you to think that. Yes. I have the right to think that I am a smart person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think that that I think that we've we've generated a pretty good uh, world for Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> it really fleshes it out, you know. It really fleshes it out in a world that there's not a lot of backstory, really any at all. We can just mm-hmm. feel free to just run rampant <laughs> and, and invent an entire. This is the great thing about fiction, you know. Stuff doesn't make sense. <laughs> Nothing can stop you. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's science fiction stuff doesn't make sense. It was aliens. That's all you need. Right. Yeah, and whatever the aliens are doing, it's just their culture. You know, they're just real in the trees. <laughs> so you get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get it. It's like cheese is their gold. Do we think that they have <laughs> a different kind of cow? Or do they think that they have stolen? Oh my god! That's why they're stealing our cows. That's why they're stealing the cows. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it makes so it's much all sense. coming together. It's all coming together. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening to our podcast. Uh, unless you have something else you want to say from what you know about Wallace and Gromit. No, I think you've uh, hit the limit of my Wallace and Gromit knowledge. Which was immediately mentioning about Wallace and Gromit. About four minutes into the episode, <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, sometimes you do, like, extra research on the side that I don't do. That is true, yeah. And obviously you didn't do that this time. That, well, I thought that it would be more interesting 
to going completely blind <laughs> as opposed to mostly blind. <laughs> feel free to, uh, actually, don't even just feel free, please like <laughs> Feel obligated to yeah, yeah, like and should, subscribe. If you enjoyed this, like us, leave a comment. It could be as simple as, hey, I kind of like this. Like us on Twitter. Uh, you know, share us. Like, retweet us on Twitter. We announce our episodes mm-hmm. there. That way, like, your friends will be able to know that we exist. Share us with our friends. Mm-hmm. Steal your friends' phones. Subscribe to us on your friends' phones after you stole them. And then give them back. So it's not really stealing. It's more like yes. borrowing against their will. <laughs> borrowing without permission. <laughs> yes. But to give them a thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's free, so you're not even charging them for anything. I guess maybe they could <laughs> say that using up their data or memory or something like that is stealing, but you could just. But it's it. for the best, yeah, you know. Yeah. This is listen for I'm their not, own self improvement. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not. I'm not going to say that what I just <laughs> recommended is legal. And if it's not, I don't advise you do it. It's all part of the fiction. It's all part of the fiction. It's we're still in the fiction. That's how deep we get. Man. <laughs> uh so what else we got we got a website pedantichandwavium.com you can give us show suggestions there you can also find all of our other contact information there thanks to joe sobchak for our theme music mm-hmm. i think that's all we got we're on youtube we are Did on you youtube that yet nope uh but i haven't updated youtube in a long time like 10 <laughs> episodes all right well maybe don't check that out for a minute we will catch up Eventually, yeah, yeah, we will I'm catch sure. up eventually. I'll, it's the summer now, so I'll have a little bit more time. Mm, mm-hmm. My weekends will be free again, which will be nice. And I guess that's I it. That's oh, it. Yeah. I was going to mention. Have a good day. Yeah, yeah. You guys have a good day. We. I was going to say D and D episode eventually, eventually once we can get yeah. people uh, on the internet at the same time. Yeah, it's been postponed a little bit. However, I'm still keeping track of the people who are liking our. Uh, podcast releases and things like that and i will mm-hmm. include i will still make characters <laughs> until i run out of characters mm-hmm. of those people so just saying if you want to be like some crazy mascot like i don't know an elephant for a peanut based <laughs> cereal which sounds horrible a peanut bust bust a peanut based cereal yeah i don't know or like a peanut great. based cereal that sounds really gross <laughs> Yeah, no, that one doesn't sound good. Are circus peanuts trademarked? I should find that out. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. they're gross. Uh, they're really gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> they taste like styrofoam that has sugar in it. Well, uh, that's because they're just styrofoam packing peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because styrofoam packing peanuts at least serve a purpose. I think if you were to pack a box with circus <laughs> peanuts, you would not preserve that item. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you would but it would be really gross afterwards it'd be like yeah sticky and that one's definitely true and very gross anyway uh yeah thanks for listening we're 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 uh really happy that you listen at all <laughs> <laughs> which sounds sadder than pull, it should. pull it back it sounds real sad <laughs> <laughs> listen we are all going through some rough times uh and you know <laughs> This is, like, the one creative endeavor I have. So, there you go. <laughs> Shut up, Jeff. I'm a sad person. No, it's fine. <laughs> uh, I definitely just randomly burst into tears this last week <laughs> while while at work. I'm like, mm, well, 
Well, Can't wait fine. for that podcast episode we're recording. Yep, this is gonna be like also one my thing. one creative endeavor. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, but being locked I... inside sucks. It does. It really. I does. miss the outside and people. All you right, yeah, that. and on that downer of a note, <laughs> have a great day. I hope it's better than ours. <laughs> the best, like three episodes have ended like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, good night, everybody. We love you. Sweet dreams. Yeah.